0: funfactory.com has partnered with locker room talk and shots so when you use my special code s-e-l-s-20 you get 20% off your fun factory purchase just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code s-e-l-s-20 at checkout for 20% off sex toys lube massage oils and more cheers (laughs) do the sex Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for a Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy, one female orgasm at a time. Welcome to The Locker Room. <laughs> <laughs> Ring loud. Today's Locker Room Talk topic is Cocks in a Cage, Male Chastity Fetish Explained. That's right. There is, uh, I wouldn't, I'm, I was going to say emerging, but maybe emerging in uh, mainstream society, a uh, fetish called male chastity, and we are here to talk about it and explain it to you today. And today I have my returning ever f- so favorite guest, Lucy, our resident dominatrix,
1: who is well-versed in this particular fetish, correct, Lucy? That is correct, yes. Uh, It is something that myself and my partner play with, so we have a little bit of experience. Right, right. Or a lot of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> a lot of it mm-hmm. yeah, probably in comparison to everyone else i know um lucy i would like you you've been on several several podcast episodes but i would like to give me your top two favorite ones that you would like guests to go back and check out after they listen to this one
1: I think the Toys, Toys, Toys is one of my favorites, and the most recent one we did where we answered hilarious Google questions That was, was quite amusing as well. The top
0: searched Google questions from mm-hmm. the COVID years. Sex, sex question. Of course, sex questions. You guys know that. Um, we also have a themed to drink today. Uh, I... I'm kind of questioning if, if this was just a, a made up, uh, drink by someone who submitted it to the intranets, but whatever. It's called the hard cock, actually the hard dick, but we're calling it the hard cock and it is a gin, uh, drink and it tastes a lot like a, what I would call a buttery nipple which shot. It really does. <clears throat> yes. Very much like eating candy, which
1: maybe, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't to be know. Good. That's
1: dicks, but you know, yeah.
0: it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So we'll forgive it. We will. So let's raise our glass now. Let's talk about sex. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this conversation. <laughs> I'm very excited about this conversation because it's something in. I would say the last two. Well, can we just pull the code years out of it because like nothing was happening then. But within the last handful of years i have become aware of i have come across um these sex toys and i'll talk about them in a minute um associated with this cock cages that's what i call them but they're actually male chastity belt belts um i've been curious about them i've been curious about getting to play with this uh, because i'm i'm a switch i think i've hopefully mentioned it in earlier podcasts um i love to be in both roles and I've been playing with the idea of the uh, chastity cock cage um, experience. Um, So I'm excited to talk to you knowing that you have a lot of experience and can fully explain this. So uh, my understanding of male chastity fetish. I'm going to give you my understanding from the research I did before the podcast, and then you can fill in the holes. So my understanding is this is kind of part of the BDSM world um and the sub-dom relationship. And in this fetish, basically the male gives control of their cock and their sexual pleasure and their orgasm over to the dominant person and they wear something it's it's basically a cock cage or male chastity belt that envelops their dick and balls as well maybe
1: i think it depends on which one you pick some have ball restraint as well others don't
0: okay and they hand the key over to the key holder Mm-hmm. who would be the Dom in the in a hetero situation this also is a dynamic that can take place in any kind of relationship um and the key holder decides, oh when they get to masturbate when they get to orgasm, and this can be over the course of hours, days, months, whatever as I understand
1: um so
0: do you want to fill in the whole?
1: I don't think there's any. (laughs) You did a very good research job. Um, Yeah, that is pretty much um, how it works. You have the keys and the person you are playing chastity with um, has the cage on. And then you decide when they get to have it off. Right. I mean, hygiene including, then you take those off as well. Um, Right. They ask for it via safe word. Right. So they
0: pee with it on and everything.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah.
0: They may have it on for days at a time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, so these cock cages, could you explain what the toy looks like? And I know there are a variety of them that and how they work and um, just give some uh, you know,
1: right. Yeah. so there are hundreds and hundreds of versions and variations. They come in silicone, in plastic, in steel, metal, um, like metal grade steel. What about leather? Um. I yes, in leather as well. They mm-hmm. can be in belts. They can um have cock. Um, only just the cock portion. So the penis portion is being restrained, or they can have the the ones that also restrain the balls. Some or like the whole section as well. The whole section. What do you mean? Um, they're like bigger and more belt-like. Okay. So um, there are yeah. There's many many different kinds, and you can get them. All over the internet, I would if you decide to play with this kind of situation. I recommend buying a couple simpler ones and then upgrading as this whole situation progresses in your right. in your. Um, if you're still playing, or if you decided to not do, but there are some really good companies actually that make them custom, where you just send them measurements and they will make you your own personal. Do you send
0: flaccid measurements or erect? measurements.
1: There is a whole big list of measurements that is on their website and you just go down the list and send them all of them.
0: Now, one thing I'm not clear on after doing all the research I did, do the chastity belts or the the cock cages you put on your male partner, do they keep him from becoming erect?
1: Yes, that's correct. Uh, So you will have a very hard time getting an erection in in such a device i mean some devices are a little more roomy than others and also depending on your own genitalia like how much of a grower you are right how big it is and whatnot but they come in all um, sizes and shapes and variations so you (laughs) you can find whatever you need um, to keep yourself from getting really hard i mean you can get a little bit excited but not that much It will be uncomfortable and and painful if you keep going. That would be kind of cute to watch, though. Yeah, it actually is. It kind of grows and then it's like, oh, no, stuff in the way. And then it just kind of shrinks.
0: We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more, when you use my code SELS20. Check out the VIM vibrating wand yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget, forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the Lady Buy for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code S-E-L-S 20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. That's kind of funny. Mm. uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. So I want to tell a little story that I found in my research that plays into this. So what I thought was very exciting is that there are cock cages that if you have a long distance relationship with your partner, or if you just want to control them from long distance, there are cock cages that you can get that are controlled via an app. So the key holder, uh, basically has an app that holds the key to the cock cage and when uh, male chastity really hit the headlines, I want to say it was in, yeah, I've got my notes, 2021, because...
1: Very recent. Uh, yeah,
0: and, and I do think I've heard about it a little bit more recently. But it hit the headlines because hackers took advantage of a security hole in a business called Cellmates. Um, Cellmates was an internet-based cock cage company. So, you know, it had the apps that controlled the cock cages and hackers hacked it. And what they did is they contacted these men whose cocks were locked in cages and they took control of those cock cages and basically held the cocks prisoner until a ransom would be delivered. And the ransom was like, it was close to a thousand dollars between 700 to whatever $1,000, which I find hilarious for a couple of reasons. First of all, wh- whoever thought that up, like, were they stoned hackers, stoned hackers <laughs> that are like, Oh my God, I've got this idea, you know, who's going to give us money. Um, But then on the other hand, I'm like, how much of a fucking turn on do you think that was to these men? With you know that Mm. I don't know it could also have been a little bit exciting, Uh, but anyways I thought that was an interesting story. So if you do decide to go the route of which I think would be super fun, um, a cock cage with an app, make sure the company has all of their shit in order, Uh,
1: as well as really almost any one of them can be gotten out of if you are determined.
0: (laughs) Well, and I wanted to say that was something else I read is that there are very few cock cages that, in a pinch, from what I understand, that you can't get out of. Uh, I did read that there are cock cages that interact with, what is that piercing called? The cock Prince Albert. Prince Albert. And that, so Prince Albert is a piercing, I think, that goes through the head
1: yeah it mm-hmm. goes through the head um and the so cock. the urethra, so up
0: right mm-hmm. and there is a cock cage that locks into that, and you can't get it off
1: yet again, with a a diamond file chisel thing, you can get it off. It will take you a couple hours <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, to and grind it off, but we'll it will happen, probably be
0: sore and it's like workout, there you go. Dangerous, but um, anyways, I thought that was sort of a funny story. That's how this whole like fetish really appeared appeared the to the mm-hmm. rest of the world. Anyway, the next question I'm going to assume that listeners have is why? Why would a man or a woman? But I think probably why would a man want to do this? What would the turn on be? Why would you incorporate something into your sex life that includes restraining your cock, not letting it get hard, not coming during sex? That I think is a common question that would come up. Because I think to a lot of people, the idea of sex, sexual satisfaction is getting hard, putting a cock in a pussy, coming Etc. What would you say? And then I'll share what I've read
1: <laughs> and thought. I guess it really depends. I feel like we should have a man here for this to actually tell us more, but it is very dependent on the person you are playing with. In my situation, it is the control factor. So I am in control of something that the other person doesn't have to think about anymore. Like if you're just sitting at work and your cock is available, you're like, "Mm, yes, I can masturbate because we've been working from home, everybody. So what do most of our men probably do at least a couple times a week is they take a 15 to 20 minute break and probably it off. Yeah. So when you don't have such an option you are definitely a lot more focused on what you are actually trying to accomplish at your job. Another reason um, is the fact that the cage will keep you slightly stimulated because it is obviously there on your penis, Mm -hmm. slightly rubbing places for as long as you have it on. And that is also one of the reasons people enjoy it because it is like that slight excitement that is constantly there Mm -hmm. right so that's two of the reasons and yet again it is a power play situation people who are enjoying power play they are happy to give away their ability to come to the person they're playing power with right so it's just another fetish satisfaction of a power play right that sound correct (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i mean i think that when when i think about it and of course i've done a lot of reading i've read a lot of male perspectives and and look i would love to hear from my male listeners i would love to hear from men who are listening to this who are curious or who have played uh in this way or who um fantasize about it what is it that excites you or interests you what are what do you what do you feel when you hear about this fetish i think i just assume i like to be in the submissive position with a partner sometimes i have enjoyed kind of similar thing where a partner gets to tell me when to get get off and how to get off and blah 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 i would imagine it's very similar however what i think comes into play In this kind of dynamic, when I think about why would I want to be in that dominant position and why would I want the keys to my partner's cock and what is the turn on? I love the switching of the roles that we have traditionally been assigned. That yes, we're kicking in society to some extent these days, but to pretend like those roles have been completely dismissed is bullshit.
1: And that's not
0: real. (laughs) I think we're, we're lying to ourselves if we don't think that in general, especially, especially cis heterosexual men still feel a lot of conventional uh, pressures to be a a certain masculine way and to be
1: alpha male. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the
0: end. That With that comes a lot of pressure. For sure. Similarly, uh, being a woman, we are constantly battling that role we're trying to be forced into of, you know, being submissive and saying I'm sorry and smiling when people tell us to. And the mm-hmm. idea of getting to be dominant and um, in control of someone and in charge and that being sexy is a turn on. And I think likewise, men – Experience that same feeling, like having a dominant woman tell them what to do, relinquishing the responsibility for how sex goes, relinquishing the pressure to perform for a woman. I mean, and this is again in a very heteronormative, conventional sense, but I'm saying those conventions still exist.
1: Yeah, they haven't gone away. They have not
0: gone away. I think that there's a big draw to that. And from all the reading I've done, um, there's a big need for that for a lot of men.
1: Absolutely. to, To be
0: able to give that up. Um, and I can see where it's uh, the idea of it's sexy. Like I get a little excited when I think about this kink and getting involved in this kink, even if it's only for a day or getting to do it for a weekend with my partner or mm-hmm. a week. Like I think that could be a super sexy thing to try out.
1: I, I agree. Like it is, it is so, I mean, our society has beaten those rules into us and they're very hard to get rid of. So yes. I'm glad we are slowly starting to do so. And another interesting thing, like when you are this excited and your, you know, your wife or com- female companion comes home and she, and she's also probably have been excited because there's a person there waiting, right? Um, like getting horny and... Commanding your gentleman person to be like, go undress and be ready in five minutes, and and you know, so you could, I will unlock you and have sex with you. There's right. just something about that that is exhilarating yeah. for everyone involved. Yeah, and also just
0: thinking it, about it is for exactly, me, right? you know.
1: And honestly, it wasn't
0: until I, I've I've spoken about before, oftentimes in my sexual relationships with women being dominant is a natural role I step into and I enjoy very much. However, when it has come to my sexual relationships, intimate relationships with men, I have almost always preferred um, to be submissive. And for a long time, I just, I felt like that's how, how I needed to be feminine in those connections. And it's only been recently that, well, kind of recently, I've played with it. I've played with it for a handful or so of years, and realized that there really is like this sexy factor to being able to be dominant and
1: take. It's home. empowering. It is
0: empowering, and also there is something about, for me, uh, if I have a male partner, um, and I I do have a male partner right now who is masculine and um, driven, there's something about them uh, allowing themselves to be vulnerable with me that is incredible. It's like allowing that vulnerability, which in our society, I don't feel like Many het, again, heterosexual. I want to try and be specific because I think the male experience can be different for all different types of men from trans men to gay men to bi men. I, I think that the experience varies, but I think, uh, for heterosexual, uh, cisgendered men, you know, that, that ha- looking at your female partner and allowing them To take control, it means being very vulnerable, being Mm -hmm. very trusting, um, relinquishing a role that you've been told, if you want to be a real man, you've got to be like this, and you're trusting your partner. To accept you in a role other than that, and still be attracted to you and desire you and care about
1: you for sure. And also, as I understand, it is very relaxing for the gentlemen as yeah. well, because they do have to be alpha male for quite a bit of their life and societal norms, and usually at their job. And when you come home, it's just like a relaxing experience. You're like, great, I'm home. I don't have to decide anything anymore. Right. It is fabulous. Yeah. So,
0: cheers to um,
1: Not alpha
0: women. <laughs> yes. And, and the that. men who will let them take control. I know. It's via great. cock cage. Indeed. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Very mm. interesting drink. Mm. It is. It's not, it gets better. We we put ice like in it, can... it. I feel like the ice melting in it, it actually makes it better. Oh, yeah. It's diluted it a little. Diluted it's it stuff. just mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I want to move on to why women enjoy get off on want to lock a guy's cock in a cage. I mean, I do, um, but I also <clears> do.
1: Yes. What are some
0: of the reasons that, what got you, what got you
1: turned on to this? What made you interested in this? I was not the person who suggested the situation. It was my companion. Okay. So we're going to, because this, I'm going to stop you here. I want to ask you
0: how he brought it up to you, because I do think a question that will come up, and this isn't a great opportunity to answer Mm -hmm. it is, I've been thinking about male chastity, or I've been thinking about something like this with my female partner, mm-hmm. I'm afraid to ask her, how did he ask you? How do you think someone should ask their partner?
1: I really think that um, straight on approach is probably a good idea. Hopefully your companion is a willing participant in all your other sexy time activities, and they will not just run for the hills <laughs> when you suggest this. But there are a number of books um, that you can read on the topic. There is even um, a couple of fiction-type stories that you can offer your companion and be like, hey, this is one of the stories I really enjoy that is erotic and has some features that I would like to explore. If you're not completely happy, just like blurring it out, hey, let's play with Chastity. You can like, hey, would you read the story, for example, and you know, get back to me, tell me what you think. If they say, oh, that sounds horrible, then I don't know, you, you, you might, might have, have to, to have a more, you might, yes. Could I suggest
0: something? I just think about how how would I have liked to be before I was open to this idea, and there was a time when I wasn't really open to it. How would I have liked to have been approached by a male partner? And I think something that would be very useful is to sit down and be honest with yourself and say, what need does this fill? Why do I want this? Why do I need this right now from my partner? And really write it down and then go to your partner and say, I've been feeling this way or that way. And and it has brought me to check this thing out that I think would be cathartic or could be a nice outlet and... You know, I know this might seem strange to you, especially if – now, if you're already kind of in the kink world, it's just throwing another fucking thing on the tray of options. Um, But if this is something – you're in a fairly vanilla relationship or you haven't really – which I think this does come up a lot of time in in vanilla relationships and Mm -hmm. you can't figure out why I'm not getting what I need. Mm -hmm. um, I think it helps sometimes – if you're in love with somebody and they come to you and they say I'm struggling in this way, here's an outlet I'm curious about, you're more likely to be like, "Oh, well, let's talk about it." Mm-hmm. And then take maybe baby steps. Maybe you don't start with the cock cage. Maybe you start with I'm going to tell you when to come. You know, you you sure. find the the stepping stones and maybe by the end of this Lucy you can think of stepping stones people can take to being fully locked in a cage. I, I just want to get the cage and, like, lock that shit up and go full full board myself. But
1: Yeah, definitely don't just buy one and then just show it to your companion. <laughs> hey, Here, put this on me. Be a lovely it's time. a cat cage. We're doing it tonight, baby. Or not, because it's a cage. So you're not, in fact, doing it tonight. Wait, you sleep in hmm. them, don't you? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, that's what I read. Oh, yes. I did a lot uh, of I reading today. I thought you today. meant having sex, but then you're putting a cage on, you're not going to be a sex. Yeah, sexy time. Sex, okay. <laughs> yeah, makes right, sense. Right, right.
0: But okay, so sorry, I interrupted way back when. I interrupted, <laughs> you were talking about uh, why women would enjoy this. What do we get out of it?
1: What do we get out of it? We get out of it a companion who is horny all the time that you can use as your own sex toy at any point. And we're just going to (laughs) cheers to that. (laughs) Yay! Yay. It is quite lovely.
0: We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My code EXPLORES15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium 2. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blend orgasms or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code explores15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code explores15 at checkout. Cheers. Mm. So on that note, yes, I did do some reading. So everybody hopefully who has listened to any one of these podcasts before knows that since January 1st of this year, I've been doing 365 days of orgasm. So I am orgasming every day. I have not had my orgasm today. Oh no. But um okay. days young in my experience as a woman, the more and and part of the reason why I'm doing this is I'm heading into perimenopause, menopause, um and my experience as a woman and from the reading I've done is for us, the more we make ourselves excited, the more that we we touch ourselves and orgasm, um, the more we're sexually charged. Interestingly enough, from my reading, and please feel free to uh, email me and tell me if uh, you think my information is wrong, but for men, it can be um, diff- it, it for men. It can be different that by withholding the orgasm, their sex drive can build, yes, and make them more horny and more excited. I mean, I'm assuming there's a limit to how much of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is, but it, it sounds a little bit um, different than than for women.
1: That is another great feature because as you're keeping your gentleman friend horny and he delivers all the orgasms for you, you both stay super horny for as long as the cage is in your situation or relationship. So to be
0: clear to listeners, you have sex at times where the, the cage stays on. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, the cage stays on. So he is not fucking you. You are not touching his penis. Mm hmm. There are other areas to touch, but sex is being had without the cock involved. Absolutely. Ladies, (laughs) listen up. You are having sex with your partner and you don't have to take care of his cock because it is in a cage. And he is learning to pleasure you without the focus being
1: his cock because it's in a cage and you've got the key yeah another useful feature of the situation, <laughs> yeah like it is at this point, it all becomes about you, and mm-hmm. you are the one who is being pleasured and y- this is how you get great hand jobs or you know oral hand jo- oral jobs
0: oral jobs oral, oral jobs. sex oral oral sex, sex. Yeah. we have a podcast on that,
1: yes, so all of those, as well as you can get your dishes done. <laughs> Okay, well, explain that. Explain that. Um, when the person um, that you are doing this with gets exceptionally frustrating, they are a lot more likely to seek your favor by doing chores around the house. That might end in? That might end in them being unlocked from their cage. <gasps> so, highly recommend as a, as a, if your companion and if you have decided to play it with chastity and your companion has, not contributed to your household chores as much. Just stop touching him for three days, and all of a sudden, all your dishes are clean. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> and, oh, Another I mean, positive
0: feature. Let go him home. know if you please me enough, make mm-hmm. me happy enough, yeah.
1: you'll get locked up, locked. Right. unlocked. There unlocked we go. Unlocked and mm-hmm. taken care of. So, <laughs> so cheers to that. <laughs> Dishes being done. Uh, or vacuuming I'm, or dusting. Whatever you want to do. It's nice. In the nude, sometimes it's even better. You have them take their clothes off and do it. Oh. Yes, you can do that uh naked apron thing. Just throw an apron on them and then they're just Holy shit. Running around the house cleaning things I'm in an apron to naked. It's great. Picture my partner. That is And chores get done. Come on. Women, we're winning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I might be worse at chores than my partner. But, anyways, beyond that, I would say some interesting things I read that have made me even more excited about this. Um, Perks. The perks of male chastity. So. One of the things that we've talked about over and over and over again in this podcast, and at some point we will have a whole podcast on what is sex, but we've talked a lot about sex being seen through the scope of penis in vagina, penis comes, sex is done. The nice thing about this particular fetish Is that that whole aspect is taken away. When the penis is in the cage and you are having sex, it is no longer the focus of sex. Now, male listeners out there might be saying, well, fuck, why the fuck would I even want to do that? I'm going to tell you what I read. And Lucy, you can tell me what you think. I thought, well, so first of all, bonus for the women, you've got a man who is no longer focused on his cock as the focus of sex, who is learning to take care of you without his cock. And you guys know you all want guys to figure that shit out. They're using their hands. They're using their mouth. They're using toys. They're like learning your body. Your body is the focus. Now it's not the only focus. You are no longer forced to focus on the cock. But what you can do is learn all of your partner's other erogenous zones. You focus on their nipples, you focus on whatever that special place on their neck, you focus on their ass, you focus on their perineum. And from what I've read, men suddenly who have never taken time to really like connect with their bodies and realize my cock isn't the only sexual erogenous For zone sure. their nipples suddenly become more sensitive their perineum and their anus suddenly becomes more they can get pleasure out of it because you know their body is seeking pleasure and the, the easiest play that the default is cock balls cock balls mm-hmm. but because that default is taken away suddenly they're like oh that does feel good when you touch that area oh that does kind of get me off when you it's it opens their mind their bodies wake up And then you have this heightened experience together. They're learning how to please you without focusing on their cock. Their orgasm doesn't end sex. You get to figure out. They get to learn how sex ends when it's not focused on their ejaculation. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how that experience alone can't improve sex for everyone.
1: I think it does. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It makes
0: them a better lover, and technically it makes you a better lover because you're learning to explore the other areas of their body.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It is um, definitely, yeah, that's correct. It seems very erotic. Absolutely, yeah, because then you can just throw some nipple clamps on there or... (laughs) Or you can be gentle with the nipples. That's all right. Or dominatrix versus. Fine. Pinch them gently, (laughs) (laughs) cheese. I'm thinking
0: you lightly suck on the nipples. Sure. Lucy's like, throw some nipple clamps on and then
1: get the electrodes out and stick it in the... (laughs) Uh No. Maybe a butt plug, not that. Oh, Send electrocuting plug. your companion. <laughs> quiet a, yet, have you done that? Well, let's we'll no, right. okay. that's just you know, it's dangerous. You're so not no. There, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, again, if you we'll see, maybe you're okay. into
0: electro sex. Please let us know. I want to talk to you.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I got spaced with the nipple clamps. The they nipple just clamp. They we t- <laughs> just threw me off um, uh, the other areas of their body yes. that you can
0: focus on. But the throwing the butt plug in with
1: the cock cage on. Oh. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, if especially if it's vibrating, you're winning. <gasps> good stuff. Right? And then the gentleman person is also focusing on something other than his dick. Yes. And you. And this way you can get, you know, three, six, 12 orgasms, whatever you can um, get to in the process of however long you want to take for this activity. I mean, it really does change the perspective of sex altogether,
0: doesn't it? When Absolutely. you have
1: a caged cock.
0: And look, I know there are women out there listening that are like, but I love the cock. There, The cock feels... We're not say I love, I love my partner's cock. But I'm very fortunate. This person knows how to do sex without the cock being the focus. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's important to be able to be with a partner like where that's not the focus. That understands how to please you and be engaged with you in other ways. And I think we all need that reminder because sometimes I even find myself just, okay, sex is starting. Take care of the cock. Go down. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and, and yeah. just like uh, I, I am positive there are times when my partner is like sex starting. Let's go for the pussy. Uh, but there are all these other areas on your body that.
1: Absolutely. You need, need to, attention. Yeah. You should really should start with all the other areas before you get anywhere near a cock or a pussy. Yeah. Because those are just so obvious boring. Well, well, come on. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of, like, it's just so
0: I've never been bored basic. by a pig.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is pretty. It's like a very basic thing you always do. And it's just so refreshing to focus on all the other things first. Yes. And then if you are still really, really want that cock, you can unlock the cage and use it. And then don't let them come because that's going to ruin all your next three days. Um, because they're not going to be as excited for you. And then you just put it back
0: in a cage. So you take it out. What do you do? Oh, okay. Okay. Rewind. You take the cock out of the cage, but you're not going to give it an orgasm. What are you going
1: to do to it? Whatever you want, except an orgasm. Um, so you can sit on it or do. You whatever can put you- it inside you. Absolutely, it's yours to command. You are the holder of the keys. It belongs to you, like any other dildo, and this one is attached to your companion. And then you use it however you like, and then you're done. And you're like, "Thank you for playing. Have a good day." And here's the cage. Put it back on.
0: Do they get blue balls? Is that a thing?
1: I mean, you, for purposes of hygiene slash health, you do need to uh, have them have an orgasm type thing once a week. Okay, but you don't have to have a real, real orgasm. There are you can have a ruined orgasm. Talk Mm. about
0: that. Talk about. You've mentioned that to me in the past. What is a ruined orgasm? I think I myself have had ruined
1: orgasms. I think a lot. Yeah, it's like a weird, for, for my way of explaining this is when you, at least for me, I have definitely had ruined orgasms yeah. is when you have an orgasm. But then for me, there isn't that like euphoric fuzzy feeling is what mm-hmm. I call it. Um, and for the gentleman person, as I am explained to obviously not possessing a penis of my own other than fake ones. Um, it is just like, you ha it's like just you have to stop right before the actual orgasm happens and then the thing happens so obviously the uh, person ejaculates but there isn't any f- like it just kind of does stuff stop. Come out? Yes. Stuff comes out but it's not fulfilling. It is not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Back to the fuzzy feeling that is missing for a woman I would say. Mm-hmm. It's just um It happens, but there's no, there's no feeling of euphoria afterwards, is what I understand. Yeah.
0: So can a, um, can a person with a cock who is in a cock cage and going through this chastity, can they get feelings of euphoria without the orgasm? Are there other ways they're reaching that? kick off the new year with a jaw dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite gleam lube with code EXPLORES30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible build your own thruster prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with com, where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys and com, where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky or even get pounded by Thor's hammer, literally, all for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Last Year, and Boutique Voila and enjoy 30% off your site wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers.
1: I feel like we definitely need to ask a man person right. about this. Well, here's the deal, folks
0: men, listen up. Here's what I'm doing. I am, I have, by the time you listen to this, I have created a Patreon page and one of the tiers will give members the potential to appear on a podcast. Whatever it is you're into, whatever it is you want to speak about, One of the tiers will allow all members, but even men, regardless of your gender, you can be any gender, to join me on a podcast virtually. If you're well, virtually. Period. (laughs) Period. Virtually, uh, with me and my guests. Uh, And you will be able to add to the conversation, and this would be a great example of. I would be very happy to come back on and do a part two to this with a man who would like to speak to the experience. So, Mm -hmm. check out the Patreon page.
1: Cool. I'm going to see if I can coerce my companion to come over and uh, contribute. That's a good. Might have to get him drunk. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> well we
1: specialize in that. we do specialize in that <sighs> yes so it's probably gonna be fine we'll see all right well so cheers to all of that indeed yes and also yes as to the other than the ruined orgasm the prostate milking thing is a thing as well so that
0: is a whole nother po- have you done that
1: i have not i can't oh. quite figure it out i've tried
0: <laughs> i have tried a couple of times Prostate milking, look, we're not going to get into it now, folks, but I've watched some videos, air quotes happening about it, and I've been like, I want to do that. So if you are a woman who has successfully milked a man, please email me. I want to talk
1: to you. I would love Mm -hmm. to have you on the show. Yeah. It must be some sort of a magical situation because I I haven't figured it out. Oh.
0: Well, you have to have a partner who's really patient with you trying to figure it out. And you know when you're digging around in there, you, they mm, yeah. aren't so it's, patient. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need like some sort of
1: blow-up doll that, you know, when you hit yeah. the right spot. Anyways, whatever. Glows. Glows. It's like, like the operation thing. Buzz. <laughs> Woo, you did it. Yeah. Um, back All right. to health situations, yes.
0: Let's just do another cheers because why the fuck not? Indeed. Yeah, I don't know how you can't listen or discuss this and not be at least a little bit intrigued. So I think that I want to um, go on to one of the fun facts that I discovered, and not even discovered. I mean, this look, every time we talk about women taking a dominant role, one of the things co- that comes up. Every time we talk about women taking a dominant role in a sexual dynamic, one of the things that comes up is that what the people involved in that dynamic get out of it goes way beyond sexual satisfaction. And I want to talk about that in this situation. And we've hit on it a little bit earlier in this podcast, but the reasons for doing this, for engaging in male chastity, uh, and they go beyond just the orgasm, sexual satisfaction, the sexiness of it. That's a great part of it. But from the research I've done and then, of course, my in, – in comparison to you, Lucy, my limited experience <laughs> in the dominant role is that there is this emotional um, and even physical – uh, aspect of it outside of sexuality that gets release or relief or taken care of. And one of the things I read that for the male in the situation, the penis that's locked up in the situation is that it taps into desires and needs for intimacy, vulnerability, and trust. Needs to to engage with someone where you can be vulnerable and you can be intimate and it helps, you know, create that connection. What are your feelings about that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there is really something to say about vulnerability when you are holding such an intimate object in confinement. Yeah. Um, Especially for a gentleman person, that is their most prized possession, Yes, Um, their penis and when you are in charge of it it is elating almost like a it you have reached the trust trust that is like beyond trust right right
0: i would not give that kind of control over to someone who didn't ultimately uh, you know like value and love me yeah, it is the ultimate trust. It's ultimate trust. It's because, let's be clear, there are dangers that come along with this kind of kink. You have someone's, and again, yes, you can get out of the cages unless you go Prince Albert route, in which case, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but, I mean, still, you're handing over something to a person, hoping they have your best and their own, but your best interest in mind, there are dangers that go along with locking your cock in a cage. And there's also the psychological aspect. Even if the cage isn't foolproof, I think that people can be feel very psychologically bound to what they promised their partner. For sure. And, um, and yeah, having someone in your life that you can hand that over to that I think would be a pretty big deal.
1: Absolutely. It is I mean, yeah, it is the like the ultimate trust that you can give away and and Mm -hmm. realization that your companion, whoever they are, has your best interest in mind and their best interest in mind. And that makes your relationship just so much better. Right. And in more engaging and more trustworthy and more, I don't know, responsible, sexy. It's funny.
0: I was so locker room talk is on TikTok now. So that's right. Making videos. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to head over to Locker Room Talk. I think it's podcast on TikTok. And uh, we were putting up videos. But anyways, so because I'm there doing that work, I came across a TikTok video and this woman was sort of chastising people who were kinky. And she said, and and I agree with her in the sense that I think oftentimes we shame vanilla sex, people who want just vanilla sex, and we should not shame anyone for the kind of sex they want. If you just want vanilla sex, that's okay. Like no one should be shamed for anything, Absolutely not. No. but she was sort of aggressive about it. And she was like, vanilla is the base. If all you ever want is kink, then there's something wrong with you. I was also like, fuck you, bitch. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think that vanilla is, it's sort of like you crawl before you learn to walk and then you learn to run and vanilla, you know, sometimes we just want to crawl or like slowly walk. Um, To lay there,
1: not actually. (laughs) Sometimes
0: we just lay there. You know what? Sometimes I just want to lay there.
1: I agree. Sometimes you're tired, right? (laughs) Right. Right. I'm just going to lay here. You do your thing, exactly, and just pleasure me. There you go. You're welcome. (laughs) So I was watching
0: that, and it made me think about the fact that if we confine ourselves to the conventions of vanilla sex, well, it really does put women in a certain role. And it really does put men in a certain role and think about with vanilla sex in traditional roles and without thought and intention. It's one thing I choose vanilla sex with my partner. Sometimes we both choose it. Like we, you know, we're tired. We maybe had like banging tied up sex the night before and Mm -hmm. we went out all day and we did all these things and we're just like, Oh, We're not up for it and we choose, but we still want to touch each other. So we choose vanilla sex, but it's with intention. And I think about back when all I was having was vanilla sex and I thought that was the only thing, the right thing to do. I, I was thinking about how much of that lacks intimacy. It lacks thought. It's just (laughs) assigned roles and going through the motions. And when you step out of assigned roles and... Into something like this, this the male chastity role. It forces you to think about intimacy. Who am I going to give the keys to a cage that holds my cock? I'm, you know what I mean. It makes you really think about that other person. And Absolutely. I am not just going to do that with anybody.
1: No, it has I mean, to be you somebody. Shouldn't.
0: You should not.
1: No, <laughs> you Pick should your not
0: partner carefully. And it does sort sure. of it 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 you it promotes intimacy. It promotes trust. It promotes vulnerability. So that's my answer to that kind of idea that well vanilla is like the basic right way to have sex. And then every once in a while you, you throw in kink. I think that's bullshit. Absolutely. I think that being open to these other ways of having sex allows for elevated levels of intimacy. And as I was researching male chastity, you know, in my mind, I'm always, like, hearing the voices of society saying, what kind of guy would want that? Or, like, what's that about? Or that's weird. Anyone, really. And oh, and I think, I think a lot of people. And in my mind and in my heart, I'm like, people who want real intimacy, who want – who are with somebody or want to at least find somebody that they can elevate the level of of trust and intimacy with. I think so. I mean, because I know you have a very close relationship with your husband. Mm -hmm. You've been with him how long?
1: We'll be 13 years this (gasps) year. (laughs) No regrets. (laughs) I would marry him again and again and again. And (laughs) and
0: you, and in a past podcast, you said, how often do you have sex?
1: Um, let's see. The or last, sexual
0: contact.
1: Okay. The last two weeks we have had sex every day. And I think twice on sex. And this Saturday? is after 13 is years. Yeah. No, it's just, well, cause it's so awesome. <laughs> I don't know why people don't have sex. It's very weird. And and I think because you are right because we have that level of intimacy and trust and care for. But don't you think that comes
0: from your journey into things like this?
1: Yes, it definitely does. Plus, um, both. I mean. I swear everybody has some sort of anxiety these days or, I mean, the world is freaking rough. I certainly I do, yeah. Yeah, like anxiety and depression and, and you know, pick a mental ailment. Um, it is really when you do have that amount of intimacy and care and you can converse with your companion saying, hey, I'm feeling a bit depressed or I'm feeling anxious or something else. And they are there for you in a sexy way sometimes because come on, sex helps. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. Like when you're a little under the mental weather and you're like, you know what I need? I mean, a good fucking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I mean, part of my 365 days of orgasms challenges that I, I wanted to try it because, uh, orgasms supposedly for women, I'm, I'm talking to women, um, uh, help lower anxiety, lower depression. For
1: sure. So go ahead. Though. Exactly. So all these things coming together when you are so vulnerable and so caring and so in tune right. with your companion after many, many years, you can see the signs of those potential slash slightly more anxious weeks or more depressed weeks yeah. or overworked weeks. Yeah. And when you are able to provide them with that, A little bit of extra care, be it not vanilla, (laughs) sexy time care, it will alleviate everybody's well-being all around, which is really what you want to hope for. And then, yes, you get to bang like every single day for two weeks because you were having a rough week. And instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm having a rough week. Just leave me alone. You're like, I am having your – because you know, everybody knows. Come on. An orgasm makes you feel better. Right. It doesn't matter how you were feeling twenty five minutes it's ago. It's true. It makes you feel better because endorphins and oxytocin or serotonin, or whatever, all those magical hormones that course through your brain. It's true are great for you and yeah. for your companion. Yeah. So, having sex every week when you were having a really busy, busy, very depressed week is good for your health. Right. But you can't get there if you're not intimate and caring and loving and surrendering of all those other. Social conventions,
0: right, right.
1: That, you know, you were forced to abide by because society dictates them,
0: right. And when you fight back against those norms by locking your dude's junk in a cage,
1: yes, <sighs> making him horny all the time for those two weeks, <sighs> this is it's something I really want to do. No, it's great. I highly recommend. <laughs>
0: super excited by it. <laughs> Anyways,
1: what other questions do we have? I don't know. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, so yes. Uh, first of all, cheers to that. Mm, yes. God, Intimacy, care, it. depressed-ish sex. That makes all of it better. Mm. All of it better. There we go.
0: Oh God, I need to get laid. So uh, we do have other things before mm. we're done. I want to uh, go back to, for someone who... I am talking to my male listeners, well, and also female listeners, someone who's listening and they're like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this, but we don't want to just jump to like coming home with a cage and being like, let me lock your cock up or honey, lock my cock up. What are some stepping stones to introducing this
1: to your partner? Hopefully yet again, your partner is not super vanilla and they will be at least interested in listening to what you have to say about it. But even if they
0: are, uh, Lucy, even if they are, what what are some ways we can slowly like bring them around?
1: I think just in general, starting with introducing some kinky things into your life, not Mm. necessarily the specific one, and then slowly building up to the chastity situation. There are, of course, yet again, stories you can offer your companion to read about it. There are Many, many, many of them. Um, there are a number of books that you uh, can also check out, read yourself. And- what are the books? Uh, you actually have I them. I have them.
0: Yes. Right. So these books, uh, Lucy brought to me. And the funny thing about one of them is that the author is a Lucy. Male Chastity. was me. <laughs> a Guide for Key Holders. So this would be for the female. Yes. Um, and it's by a Lucy Fairborn, F.A.R. No, sorry, F-A-I-R-B-O-U-R-N-E. Um, I'm going to read this. And oh, please do. Um, chastity Play.
1: Uh, and it's by Mistress Simone. Absolutely. Um, and then there's also, I was looking, I have you can get them on the Kindle. It's very useful. Uh, there's Male Chastity Tease and Denial Guide by A. Apparently, it's just a website, lockedinlust.com. You can just check it out. Yeah. And it has um, all sorts of useful information for you guys, including the information about how to approach this with your female or male companion.
0: Right. So some thoughts I have right off the bat. I have not had to bring it up with a partner. I have had partners bring it up with me. I've had, yes. Yes some thoughts are you could start with saying, this is me speaking to males, men um, who are interested. You could start by saying, Hey, um, I've been thinking something that would be sexy to me is to hand control of my cock over to you. And maybe this week, You get to decide when I get to masturbate or have an orgasm. Like just starting there very simply with some gentle like handing over control. I can't imagine in even a very vanilla situation that's seeming weird. I feel like that's like some entry level stuff. And I feel like once, you know, you do that with your partner, you can, that's like a stepping stone.
1: Absolutely. You can even just do it for your, for like the actual act of sex. You'd be like, hey, dearest companion, I would like you to be on top today and you need to get yourself to an orgasm first. And then if you think your orgasm was sufficiently amazing, then you can decide if I get to have one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, like a very simple hint slash request yeah. that wouldn't seem completely out of, like, vanilla land. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just simple. Start things. small. Start small. <laughs> yeah, one act <laughs> of sex, then you can you can work up.
0: And next thing things. you know, a month later, two months later, you've got like fucking cock cages and <laughs> and whips, and you're tied to a wall while well, she's fucking another dude. That's another podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, I think that that's a good idea. Uh, we gave you the resources. Um,
1: I think we've covered this. I think so. I think we've covered I mean, it. If you think we didn't cover something please email Annette
0: at Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, at she Explores Life.com. And since we're to the end of the podcast, I'm going to run you through it. Please check me out on TikTok. Please go to um, my YouTube channel. It's just under Annette Benedetti. My last name is B as a boy, E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I, very Italian. Um, I'm trying to, as quickly as I can, fill my TikTok site and my YouTube site up with videos that recap Quick and the Dirty, our past episodes, in case you're new to my podcast and you're like, which one do I want to listen to next? Um, also, I'm doing a lot of talking about my life as a bisexual woman, trying to share that information there and the things I've learned so that people can come to understand bisexuality more. Lucy's also bisexual. It's how we came to meet each other. Yeah,
1: um,
0: yes. Other than that, we're on the socials. You can find locker room talking shots uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find she explores life, the website that I'm the editor in chief of on Instagram and uh, Facebook. But, uh, I, again, I'm going to have that Patreon page up and, and we're going to have options from $1 a month and up, and it's going to offer some really fun stuff. If you want to know what happens when I finally get a cock in a cage, that's where you're going to have to go to find out because I'm not going to put it here. (laughs) If you want some fun, sexy extras, uh, that's where you're going to have to go. So I will have the link if you scroll down to the information about this and description about this podcast. I'll have it all there. Um, I hope that this has clarified male chastity, open your mind, to maybe trying something new. And if you have any questions, contact me, Lucy, you are yes. an invaluable <laughs> guest. Oh, thank me. you. So I thank you for the best. <laughs> now let's finish drinking our hot, hard cocks yes. and,
1: which are not very hard if they're in chastity.
0: But know. They're hard enough that I'm feeling it right now. Uh, anyways, guys, we're going to see you in the locker room. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from Vanilla is My Flavor to Tie Me Up and Call Me Good Girl Daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil. All for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.